right, welcome back to episode two, episode 59, if you want to go back five years to the Fired Up podcast. Uh, the boys are back. We are here. Eric just made a sweet video uh, thing with his hands, but we just realized that we're not really recording the video, but we are back again. Uh, and after 60 episodes or 58 episodes in two years, we now have two in one week. So, you know, good job us, you know, for getting out and doing it. And uh, thanks for yeah, anybody that's listening. What's up, QJ? Um, because, you know, we do we do it for the fans. You know, we really do. Um, but we had to break this one out because it's Super Bowl week. Um, I don't know if six months ago anybody thought we would have a Super Bowl. But can you guys even believe that we're here with a Super Bowl in four days? It's weird to say, I feel like. I can't believe we got through the entire NFL season. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? We definitely did have postponed games. Did, <laughs> I was going to say. But for the most part. What a clean slate. Yeah, but for the most games. part, it wasn't that bad. Guys, we had football at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday. Hey, make that the norm. That was Keep school. COVID. <laughs> uh, keep COVID. I think the Saturday games showed us something about, you know, the, the market for it on Saturdays. And then I also think, and I don't know if this is a hot take, should the playoff solution from this year be permanent? Yes. Which was what? The additional only the, only the number one seed gets a bye. Which I'm a big fan of because like it really that. does reward that single team from each conference, and then you bring in the the seventh team from each side, which you know got the Bears in, so we could humiliate ourselves. So you can. Really I agree. I, I like Maggie's it. Made I like it. Yeah, I think it works. I think, like JD said, right now the one and two seed are about the same. Yeah, you get home field advantage, but I think making it so that one seed gets that buy makes it even more valuable and you won't lose any games. Not that they lose many because the schedule is so small um, to, to just records being blown out. But I think, uh, I think that that really solidifies. You really want to get that one seed for that buy. So I think they, I think they should, I don't know if they will. And more so than just the, the gameplay aspect, the wild card weekend was very fun. Having three games just each day, back to back to back. That was, that was an improvement. Uh, it it probably made for the best, I mean, NFL viewing weekend ever, you know, because those games are still really competitive, still really good. And like you said, what was it, 10 o'clock on Saturday morning all the way till 8 o'clock at night and then again yeah. the next day? I mean, what a it weekend. It was a great, sport, great sports weekend, especially when you're dealing with COVID, kind of refined your, your house. It, uh, a little bit it, of sunshine. I agree. It got... It it gave the uh, political analyst uh, something to do every four years as well, right? He comes in, he's given us the statistics of these teams can make it if they win these games, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. It's like the, the guy, board, they, the guy, John you're talking King about John board? King, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, you know, if this I happens and this I had happens, no idea where he was going with that. Yeah, no, oh. I was confused, especially because they do it every year. You know. no, yeah, but it's so cooler. It gives more, it gives more um, kind of variability to what's going on when there's only the one buy and then the extra playoff spot. Like you had, you had a lot of stuff that could go on. Like with just looking at the AFC, if you remember, uh, poor Dolphins, they just oh, had so to have right. so much go wrong for them to to not make the playoffs. That's actually a really good point. I think that's what Eric was was trying to say, and I just wasn't uh, – I didn't get the clarity of it. But, yeah, the fact that the last week there were so many articles about, all right, these are the things that nine of these key, these teams can still do to get in. Um, that was kind of John King or whoever the other guy was that ended up taking over John King for being the better guy on MSNBC. It's just John, it's just John King. 
No, no, no. There's somebody else that was better. You, they, uh, somebody's going to know the name. Anyway. Uh, but it, it was a successful season. Yeah, I think it worked out From nicely. From an NFL perspective, like if you're Roger Goodell and you had laid out this scenario is how it would go, he would take it 10 times out of 10. Absolutely. It feels weird because, you know, this is a contact sport, and should they be even be playing? It's like, probably not. I mean, I can't believe the NBA All-Star game is happening, but if you're going to have to keep people in lockdown, you know, it's nice to have something that we can watch because I'm done watching Netflix. Yeah. All right, now, well, I'm not done watching Netflix. We'll have another episode about that. Uh, now, the Super Bowl encompasses, you know, a lot of things. Um, the Monday, oh, five days from now, the most hungover day in America. So I want to talk about, real quick, before we get into some of our segments, uh, food and drinking for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, this year, I think most years you're able to get, get, get together with some people. I don't know what you guys are necessarily doing. Do you have a favorite food or drink that you guys like to partake in during the Super Bowl? Is it mostly a beer day? Do you start getting into the the hard alcohol? Is it a whiskey, Irish coffee kind of morning? What kind of uh, what kind of caloric intake are we looking at on Sunday? Well, I need, it's I definitely going to be high. I need nachos. Like that's just yeah. I gotta have nachos. You got to put them on the big wide plate so that they're not towering up, so the chips don't get soggy. But you got to have a whole plate of the eight by eleven or eight by thirteen. Just have it out all day. I mean, that's just what I have to have. I was just going to give you know the the same answer there because one of my favorite memories of Super Bowl food is uh, definitely the nachos that we made. Shout out to Root. Uh, you know we, we we combined forces there. We had a little sous vide and we did some uh, some some nice hanger steak, some good you know nice chunks of steak all across these nachos. It was pretty bomb. And you know what? That's become a staple uh, when I think about Super Bowl food. I feel like nachos have to, have to be there. I agree. We had the buffalo chicken dip. That was always good, too. That was a staple. That's a good one but, with the Franks. Listen, I'm not kidding anyone. I, uh, what I like to do, I mean, in the past, not in COVID years, settle into a little beer pong just to get the competitive juices flowing. And by game time, I've had so much to drink that I'm not eating that much. So. <laughs> And if you are, you'd probably do it beforehand so that you can get a good and It's taste. like nachos. It's yeah. it's why I always feel even worse the next day. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not going to fill you up, but nachos is definitely the way to go. But yeah, you know, when you can have parties and you do a little... I mean, that's the thing about the West Coast, that it's not like... It doesn't start at 6.30 at night where you have the whole day. When it starts mid-afternoon at 3, you kind of wake up at 9, and you're like, well, I got five hours. Let's just have people over. Whereas I feel like if it was later in the day, like 6.30 or 7, you might be like, you know what, let's go run some errands or do something. <laughs> sure. Yeah, run yeah, run some errands on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. I haven't but, run, no, I I haven't run errands what since else are you March do? 13th of last year, but yeah, that's fine. What else are you going to do You know, uh, on that day? Yeah. You wake up at 9 because you're super amped up. Every single channel has Super Bowl coverage going on. You're getting amped up. Yeah, you're talking to the people that you're going to hang out with anyways. You might as well just show up early. And then I agree with JD. You know, you get a couple of drinking games in done you by the, the time you kickoff put the is golf ready, yeah. on hopefully you got a live golfer and if you do then that's even exciting put the waste management on um it's gonna be weird this year without fans but obviously the best golf tournament that exists so one day when this is all over i can't wait to go with you guys but that'll be uh, there are definitely fans at the phoenix open yeah <laughs> uh i heard it wasn't that many i heard it was less than the super bowl it was gonna be like ten thousand, maybe COVID doesn't maybe, exist in Arizona, dude. Maybe that's where I was getting that 8,000 number. I think that's 8,000 fans a day, which would be pretty fun. Which it's actually, not the same. But. No, it's not, because I think when they what they said last, when we went, I think what they said was like 240,000 fans will go over four days. 
which is insane. And because it's so is it always it's Super Bowl weekend? Yep. Yeah. Every every week. Okay. Every year. So it always coincides with a winner, a golf winner, and Super Bowl set. Oh wow! No wonder everyone gets hammered. <laughs> and if you can have both, like Hideki, what was it four years ago? Dude, I think three of the last seven have gone into a playoff too, which is crazy. Uh, I remember one year JD was at our house and they were in a playoff and we had to like switch over and I think Sam was there that year. And the <laughs> I Panthers remember that. were in the Super Bowl and we were Panthers switching one. over. But you can't switch over because it's the Super Bowl. So people want to watch the commercials. Everyone wants the commercials. And in fact, some people want it more, the commercials, because if the game's boring. But then you can't change the game because people that are there for that team want to be able to watch it. So you just need two TVs. Let's be real. And I just give the, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna change it for five seconds, five seconds, and then you change it, and then two seconds later, everyone goes, oh, and you're just like, hey, you know what? That's fair. No one wants to see Hideki. Nobody. There's two. It's three of us that want to watch the golf, but it's always exciting. So, anyway, it's it's a good weekend. I'm excited for the golf to start. Um, usually we'll have some NBA too, but it's gonna be it'll be good to have a Super Bowl to make things feel uh, normal, and then hopefully we don't feel too bad Monday. But yeah, yeah, good good luck on that. I think we've got a Eric, JD, were you going to say something? Let's get into the game. All good. See, this is what happens with our remote pods. Sometimes I got to ask them, get the visual cues. Uh, but we've got a bit of a different structure. I think this time, intern Eric has uh, shown his worth, I think is a good way to put it. And so I think we're going to have him lead here. Intern Eric, you know, just for a little backstory for those that don't know the intern, uh, big narrative guy, big story guy. Uh, you know, he wants to make sure anytime we're looking at a bet, what's the story behind it? What's the narrative? Is it a revenge narrative? You got somebody playing in their hometown. Um, and because of that, um, we've got Eric to kind of just go over his favorite, I think, three or four basically best narratives of the game, um, which kind of lead into some props. So I'm going to let Eric take it from here uh, and talk about our favorite narratives for Super Bowl weekend. Oh, I appreciate it. So, yeah, my nickname is Narrative E, capital E at the end of narrative, because this is my life. This is how I live my life, you know, especially in games like these. Got to take a second and just throw the stats out, follow your heart, follow your stories. This is this is what we're going to do here. So speaking of stories, we all kind of – I feel like, you know, the media is overblowing this whole Super Bowl. we got the papers going on, the news channels. Everyone knows what's going on. We know who this is, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. But the one element that I think we has not gotten enough credit is the location. And so that is the common thread. Okay, between my next three top narratives, it is specifically about the stadium that we are about to witness the Super Bowl in. Okay, the stadium of Tampa Bay. That is exactly what we're going to talk about now. I'm going to give you three specific narratives. Number one is a narrative on why you should pick the Chiefs to win. The second narrative is exactly why you should pick the Bucks to win. And the third narrative is what I like to call my little wild card narrative. This will give you the reasoning to pick or follow, excuse me, follow my pick on a specific prop. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> so, so, so this, hold on, because Eric is being a really good... Munoz got very excited with this narrative. Oh, and He's ready good. to talk about Raymond James. Oh, That's, we're going. this is good. We're going the content's there. good because now, Eric, hey, you might have both sides playing both teams. You're going to have an angle from each in like this is how you do it. All right. So give us let's start with the Chiefs. Take whatever take whatever information you need from this. And, I, you know, respect. Shout out to Munoz. Uh, you may know Raymond James. Uh, what you think I'm about to talk about 
is completely not what you would expect. So I'm, uh, you think I'm going to make you happy? I'm probably not. Okay, here we go. So we're talking about Raymond James Stadium. You, okay, that is where that's where the Super Bowl is being played. So let's start with the Chiefs. Okay. So if we look at the Raymond James Stadium before the Super Bowl that is coming this Sunday, the late the last prime time event that was ever played at this stadium is actually the 2017 College National Football Final. That was, you know, of course, between, which is probably always is in college football, Clemson Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> Great game. If you guys don't remember, it is a game that went down to the wire. Was that Deshaun Watson? Yes, it no. was. Oh, wow. Yes, it was. Clemson ends up winning 35-31. Clemson basically wins it with the last-minute drive, two minutes. They get down, scores a touchdown, six seconds left. Big, you know, big hoopla. Everyone's all, all, all happy. Okay. But what stands out in this game that we're about to test, I'm going to test both of you a little bit for a quick second before we get into the real meat of the narrative. We have to look at who participated in this game. And out of those participants, who's now in the NFL? Because you'll eventually understand why this is so important and why this eventually goes to why I think the Chiefs will win. Did you know that out of the 44 starters of this national football game, sorry, national uh, final football game for college football, 30 of them were drafted into the NFL. This is on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense of both teams. Okay, let's start. I'm I'm just going to toss it real easy to you. Name a couple, okay? Just think about these two teams. So JD already said one, Deshaun Watson, starting quarterback. So hold on, Clemson. you want you want people that were drafted from that from yeah. that game? They were in the game that got drafted. Game? Yes, okay. That's all I want. All right, Mike Williams. You want Mike Williams. Chris Godwin. Okay. Chris Godwin's not no did not participate. Chris Godwin did he even go to either of those schools? I don't know. I'm over one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's who was the Alabama starting quarterback in 2017, Hova? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. All right, let me go down the line of who from the starting who who are uh, people we know that are starting uh, in the NFL today. Deshaun Watson, starting Clemson quarterback. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro Clemson. caught the game-winning touchdown. Clemson starting wide receiver. Mike Williams, aforementioned by JD. Clemson starting running back. Wayne Gallman. Love him. Alabama starting, starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. The list goes on. Alabama starting running back, Bo Scarborough. Sorry, Justin. I know that's that one hurts a little bit. Um, Alabama starting wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Amari Alabama. was gone, right? Yes, that's Amari correct. was gone. Alabama starting wide receiver. Oh, sorry. We already said Calvin Ridley. Alabama starting tight end, OJ Howard. And then we have some defensive players. College Linebacker. football is bullshit, dude. How it's is that crazy. fair? It's it's not. It's just recruiting. But they lost. Right? It's all that recruiting. So what's, Alabama the, what's lost. the narrative here, Eric? So the narrative. Okay. <laughs> Are you just listing? You're just listing players that were in the game. This list is incredible. Is all I'm trying to say. Oh well, that's fair. Thirty people from that game are in the NFL. That is insane. Uh, and guess who was drafted into the NFL in 2017? Patrick Mahomes. Mike Patrick Williams. Williams. Mitch Trubisky. Mike Evans. Mike Lee. Patrick uh, Mahomes was drafted Dak. into the 2017 draft. And there's one player from the list that we just talked about that was drafted before him. And that's Mike Williams taken seventh by the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers. Oh, my God. Mike Williams. San Diego Chargers at the time. And Deshaun Watson, of course, was famously drafted 12th right after Patrick Mahomes 
in that entire draft. So my narrative is that Patrick Mahomes knows that this game was played in this stadium. And he knows that the ghosts of those players and all the fans only think of those amazing players in this stadium and they think about how great that college football game was. Well, you know what? Patrick Mahomes is here now in this stadium to rewrite their memories. And he's going to show them that not only was he deserving of a higher draft pick, he should have gone over Mike Williams. But he's going to win a Super Bowl. He's going to beat the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, in this stadium. And that's the narrative for the Kansas City Chiefs and for Patrick Mahomes. I can't wait until a little Fox pregame show, you know, maybe around noon, one o'clock, we get Aaron Andrews interviewing Patrick Mahomes. And she'd be like, hey, Patrick, so what, what's your mindset going into this game? And he's just going to be like, hey, you know who is in the NFL from the 2017 <laughs> college championship game? Mike Williams. Do you know who's Hunter Renfro? Go on. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Deshaun Whatever Watson. edge you need in the championship game, you take it. I, I, yeah. I respect that. I'm surprised. You know, I, I thought the narrative, you know, especially with Mahomes, might be easier just, you know, going to Tampa Bay. I thought maybe he'd have some Florida connections. But just, you know how... And maybe this is the type of person he is, but you must be so neurotic in order to think about. Because now I assume that what you're talking about is exactly what he thinks about. I just assume that those things are coincide, that you know what somebody like Patrick Mahomes is thinking. That he is definitely thinking, I was not in this game, this national championship game, you know, because it was his senior year. So I could see there being some like, you know, hey, I want to win here. I think the only issue I wonder is Texas Tech really wasn't that good, right? Like, no, they didn't really bad. have the ability to play defense. in the national championship. I mean, he put up the game that him and Baker both played in, what was the year before? A thousand yeah. yards of passing or something like that. So I wonder if Patrick still thinks about those things. But all the great quarterbacks that win multiple Super Bowls, they all have that chip on their shoulder from something. So if it's not from being in that game, it's definitely from not going to one of those top schools, right? I like that. I like it. Mahomes is going to be fired up, so why not add a little bit of extra fuel on the fire? Just have a little more, you know, when he looks at those empty stands, who knows, there might be a cutout of some fan that was there that he just, you know, he wants to show and just, you know, Maybe show Mahomes him, like, hey, was look, there. Who knows? you're going to remember Raymond James Stadium because of me, not because of this awesome college football game, which it was great. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yep. Let's go to the Buccaneers. Let's, get, let's see the next prop. You guys, are, you guys are not ready for this one. All right. I, I took the, 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 the term narrative pretty loose here, but. Did you guys know that the Raymond James Stadium also has a nickname? I did. And did you know that that nickname is Ray J? I was I was gonna sarcastically guess Ray J Stadium. I mean, but, it's too well, easy, right? Why is it funny, right? Why are we all laughing? We all because know. when I say the name Ray J, there's only one thing that comes to mind. Who's the who's the Ray guy who slept with booty. Kim Kardashian? Is that that's his name is actually Ray J. That's exactly uh. it. <laughs> what was that's his exactly song? It. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the song. Hold on. What is oh, his, his name? Was Ray one, J. His name was one. It, the song is one. Red, one wish. One wish. <laughs> but yeah, his, no, his artist name is, name is Ray J. So you're right. Every time you hear the name Ray J, you think of the Kim Kardashian video. And that like molds our reality today, right? Unfortunately. Ever since that Mold video, 
it's just reality TV. You've got makeup lines everywhere. You know, Instagram is big because of it, whatever. But do you know when that video was released? That video was released in 2007. I'm on the wiki page now. Do you know what else happened in 2007? Tom Brady won his first. No, that was. Oh, was that the undefeated year? Was that the undefeated year? No, that was. That was the undefeated year. That was the undefeated year. God, you guys are good. That was a long time ago. That was it. Brady was 29. Okay. Mahomes was way too young. I mean, Mahomes was like 12. So he doesn't matter. This is why this is a specific angle for Mr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was 29. He was playing in Super Bowl 42 against the New York Giants. And Brady just came off of arguably the best regular season any quarterback has ever, ever seen. 50 touchdowns, 8 picks, 4,800 yards, MVP of the league, offensive player of the league, AP, Associated Press, male athlete of the year. That's not, that, that's, that's not common, guys, okay? So this is a big deal. 2007, big year for Ray J, big year for Tom Brady. Okay, so what are the odds that Tom Brady has seen the Kim Kardashian video? Oh, that's a good question. 50-50? Is his son son in the room or (laughs) is his son in bed? His son is always in the room. They sleep in the same room. He's definitely seen it. Did you know that his mansion is actually just one big room? They don't have separate. (laughs) Well, then they've all seen it. Yeah, and they've all seen it. That's a good question. I don't think he's watched it. Why would Brady watch it? So this all culminates. Right? That- At what point did he ever sit down and was like, you know what I need to pull up? I need to see Kim Kardashian naked. But I got my yeah, son right Well, now. when you find out that there's a video out there, that is your first instinct is to go find the video and watch That's it. That's our first instinct. No, no, no. You think no. Tom Brady's he's- got Giselle over there and he's like, yeah, let me go look at Kim. Yeah, Different tastes. Are we all hornballs? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> and are, maybe he dogs. watched it before the game. Because <laughs> as we all know, the one thing he didn't win that year was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was or, the one thing he didn't win. Or the AVN and so, Best New Video. None of that. To I me, Ray J won it. you can't ask for a better signal than the fact that this video was released in the same year that Tom Brady won every single possible thing in football that you can win except for the Super Bowl. And so to avenge that loss, <laughs> you know he will funny? take that into you know, Sunday. You know I was doing a little research. And he knows. You know he needs to win was? in Ray J Stadium. Hova, that's all I'm trying to say. He needs to win in Ray J Stadium. February 2007 was when it was released. So we're talking less than 30 days after he lost the Super Bowl is when the video came out. Wow. So you know what? I, now I'm convinced that Brady saw it. Hmm. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. What else are you going to do in the offseason? That's part of the TV 12 method, actually. You know what? He probably, he probably coordinated it for the news diversion. You know? He's, t- he's tired of talking about how he could have been undefeated. So he's like, hey, Ray J, you got to release that tape, bro. Right? Help me out. We Help need me out. something else to talk about. <laughs> so Ray J, what if they open Eric, the broadcast with one wish, too? That would be Eric, that's this what is I want. very much changing my perspective on the game coming up. <laughs> Look, uh, would you consider the, these narratives? Because Eric is right. They're a little loose, but I love them. 
They're a little loose. That's what that's what good narratives are, though, right? You got to do some research. You got to dig a little bit. That's mm-hmm. fair. Okay, okay. Let's 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 wrap this up now with my top my my top narrative that is not related to the game because I've already given you one for the Chiefs. Yep. All right, I've so already given you one for the Bucks. And the Chiefs. Is this is for Holmes a is playing in the stadium that was the site of his last national championship possibility in college, and he's pissed off because uh, over sixty percent of the starters in that game are in the NFL, and none are as good as him. Thank you. Basically. And then the Buccaneers narrative is that, <laughs> if you can call it a narrative, is that Tom Brady, <laughs> the year that he was 19-0, and lost in the Super Bowl. I want to know where that Super Bowl was if somebody could look that up, 2007. So in 2007, he lost the Super Bowl. Less than a month later, let's say a week because they don't have a date out here, Ray J came out with his sex tape. And now that they're playing in Ray J Stadium, probably the reason they didn't go 20-0 and is because they didn't play in Ray J Stadium. Now they're playing in Ray J Stadium. It all comes for a circle. He gets that last win, which is also number seven. It's also the the win that makes him both an AFC and an NFC winning quarterback. My God. What have you stumbled upon here, Eric? Can they both win? I like both those narratives. Yeah, Ty. Um, uh, the, yeah, the, Brad. The, 2000 Super, the 2007 Super Bowl was also in Florida. So, you know, I again, am... redemption. Redemption. All right. Now bring us home with the last. What's the last narrative that you're a big fan of? Okay, so you can't make this up, okay? But Tampa Bay, this this will be the fifth time that they've hosted the Super Bowl. So they've hosted the Super Bowl four previous times, okay? 1984, Super Bowl 18, 2001, Super Bowl 35, and 2009 was Super Bowl 43. Now, I said that in that specific timeline because I skipped one, and that's because we're going to focus specifically on 1991, Super Bowl 25. Why? Because one specific, very special individual sang the national anthem <laughs> for this Ooh, Super Bowl. It was, uh, hey, JD, do you know who that Super Bowl was? Ninety-one. Was that Redskins Bills? I was gonna get. Ooh, I don't think the Bills were in there. Was it, it was either the Redskins or the Giants versus? Eric, do you not have that up in front of you? No, I, my notes only go so far. No, you're sorry. right, JD. Giants, uh, Giants, Bills, and the Giants won it. January 27th, 1990. You know who was on that coaching staff, right? Bill Belichick. Oh. We're getting just, off track, though. I Sorry. just saw who the halftime show was. Oh, halftime. No, 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 no. no you know why? You know why the the halftime show? Because of who sang the national anthem. Oh, national and anthem. And it was none other than Whitney Houston. Whitney? Whitney. Okay, guys. We, I don't know if you know this, but... It's not only regarded as the best national anthem sung at the Super Bowl, it's arguably the best national anthem sung of all time. It is incredible. If you've never seen it, go watch it. She is just unbelievable. There's a whole backstory on it, on what she did, how she produced it, why she wanted to produce it that way. We're not going to go into that. Why was it so important? In 1991 at Super Bowl 25, it was 10 days the 10-day mark of the U.S. entering the Gulf War. So this was a very, I'm just saying, this was a very, very big thing where they were like, okay, if we're going to do the national anthem, it needs to be done right. There was a lot of negotiations going on between Whitney Houston and you know, the league at that point, just making sure that if we're going to sing something so patriotic, it actually goes well. We don't want a Janet Jackson situation. You know what I'm saying? We got troops overseas. This is going to be bad. Now, it was so perfect, and it was so perfect for so long. It was a minute and 56 seconds. 
the time is specifically when she started singing and when she ended saying brave. She is not like some of these other losers. She only said brave once. She gave three breaths, you know, really elongated that end point. This is where it gets weird. So you know when Whitney died? Yes, we all know when Whitney died. When Whitney died, do you know who was rumored to be romantically involved with her? Tom Brady. I know because I looked it up. Well, I, it's on the page of Ray J. There's a and Wikipedia do you know, section on Ray J. Wait, what? Do you know when she died and they were taping off the suite, the hotel suite? Do you know who ran past the cops because he was upset that she had died? It is Ray J. No do you way. think that's a coincidence? It was Ray wow. J and romantic, potentially romantically involved. Yeah, it's, it was alleged so, they have never said anything. So what does this mean? Okay, what does this mean? I'm seeing I don't... the Charlie Day board with all the, the conspiracies going right now in, in Eric's house. I don't care who sings the national anthem because I think it's like actually a rumor. They, they haven't disclosed who's actually going to sing it. I don't care who it is. But you take the under. You know why? I like that. The ghost of Whitney Houston and the eyes of Ray J in Ray J Stadium are looking down upon that person, and they will never, ever, ever let anyone upstage the beautiful Whitney Houston who sang the, quite possibly the best ever rendition of the national anthem in that stadium, and that is a lock. Lock like that narrative it. in. Well. Uh, are you kidding? That was the best narrative I've ever. I mean, that was perfect. That's exactly what did I you wanted. not did you not do any work this week in prep for this? <laughs> yeah, we have no meetings week, and I spent all of it researching this. <laughs> Is that like really a thing? No meetings week? Yes. Oh my god, what a dream! That's genius. I, I'm gonna make a presentation to this to uh, to my boss next week on on this same thing. Actually, I'll just show Whitney Houston. <laughs> Whitney Houston in Ray J Stadium. It's going to go under 156 and a half. Is that what you said? Uh, sorry, she was one minute. What She was 156. The actual prop is 159. So you're actually getting three seconds here. Oh, let's go. Hammer. Hammer. It's under. It's going to be under. I'm, it's going to be it. under. Oh, that's crazy. What if Brandy is the national anthem? That Okay, that Does is another sister? wrinkle. Bring it, bring Ray, it full circle. Ray J's sister is Brandy. <laughs> There's all sorts of things. And, and why they're so close is because Whitney casted Brandy in the real life uh, rendition of Cinderella. Man, is this a Are early you kidding 2000s right now? Pod? Is this a Ray J pod now? <laughs> Eric I'm Cus so Eric deep Cus into Reddit and 4chan that I know this is fact. Eric is Q, not QJ. Q Quanon. How do you say that? QAnon. QAnon. Anyway, uh, awesome, Q-Anon? Eric. I'll- I love that one. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I like that. that. Great. I'm gonna take that. Uh, the Mahomes and Chiefs and Bucks one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll see there. But this this under, I think uh, that was perfect. Now, I don't want to take too too long. So thirty seconds. Do you have any that are on the cutting room floor? Just thirty seconds. Just give me a spiel. Just give me the the title of what one of the narratives that that you left on the cutting room floor was going to be. Um. You know, I don't really have any other narratives because it was really hard to tie all three of them to one common theme. And, you know, I made... You really did it. <laughs> nothing out of Raymond James Stadium. It's really hard. I mean, dude, these are two era different quarterbacks, you know? There's, there's yeah. no... Yeah. It, one's really old. One's really young. It's it's hard to do. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that Patrick Mahomes' dad is only seven years older than Tom Brady. 
but that's How a popular one. That? that one's going to be all over the, the sports shows and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but we're about 30 minutes in, and I don't want to take too much longer because this is how we always go with pods. This is why they were always over an hour. Um, but I do want to make sure that we talk about some of our best props. So those are the three narratives. And if you want to talk more about it with narratives, just reach out to Eric. He's ready. He's got all the stats. But we're, I think we're collectively as a pod, I think everybody's nodding, uh, that under 159 is something we'll be on uh, live betting for sure. I, didn't, I wasn't able to find it on my book just yet, but I'll I'm betting it right now. I'm sure it's on Bovada. Okay. So what is this over. bullshit? Jasmine Sullivan or Eric Church? They don't even know who's doing the national anthem. Hey, who, who is that? It doesn't even matter. It's I don't doesn't. know either one of them. Um, so let's move into props because that's what this this game this game's about. Props and no matter if you have a game a, to- a bet on the game or the total you're going to have a million more props, or at least we are, and that's what we're here for. Uh, and so I want to go around the room virtually and talk about our three favorite props. And we are going to give them, because the Olympics are happening this year, we're going to give them a gold, silver, actually, bless up that they do happen, gold, silver, and a medal, I'm sorry, bronze medal to each prop. And that is our way of signifying the strength of the prop. All right, we were able to Really pull our best ones for you. And then ideally, we might have a little bit of a, a way to look back and say, all right, who was good? Who got the most golds? Who got a silver? What, what have you? Um, but who was able to actually have a winning prop? So I think let's start here with the the bronze medalists for our props. Um, Eric, did you want to go first? Of course. I'll let I you would lead. love to. So my bronze medal prop is centered around Gronk. I kind of did a choose-your-own-destiny because I like them both equally. But I took and I said, Gronk, anytime touchdown. Or Gronk over two and a half catches. I think both of them, first of all, I, I believe in both of them. I think both of them are going to happen. But compared to my other props, I would say this is the least, only because I do think that Gronk is going to be a little bit old here. He may get phased out, depending on the game flow. Who knows? There might be a lot more you know, success with the wide receivers. Cameron Brate's also in the mix. He's not the only tight end. He's not a Kelsey-type guy for the Bucks. And he's so good but at run I, blocking. Don't forget that, right? He, they keep him in a lot to run block. Exactly. But why do I believe in the anytime touchdown or the over two and a half receptions? I think that in the first drive, we're going to get at least one reception from Gronk. And because I think Tom is going to get his jitters out. He's going to shake the cobwebs. Yeah, he knows the guy. It's just going to be, let's get into the game. Let me get my reads right. And I'm not, I didn't take yards and I, I didn't take yards for a specific reason. Just give me some cheap catches. Okay. Over two and a half, Gets one in the first drive, you have the whole game to just wait for two. If he gets another one and he gets a touchdown, he gets both, that's great. Now you're just waiting for one more. So that's my bronze level uh, prop there uh, on Gronk. You can choose both, choose one of them. Either Eric, one that work. means Eric's probably going to bet both. Love it. Duh. All right, JD, you got a bronze prop? All right, my bronze prop, and we were talking about this earlier with Demarcus Robinson. I'm assuming he's going to play. He did the he's COVID, what what do they call it? It's like near COVID. COVID reserve. COVID reserve, reserve whatever. Close contact, so he, close contact. He passes that. He's still in the depth chart. Sammy Watkins, I'm fully expecting to be back. I like Byron Pringle, under one and a half receptions, a minus 130. With the seven games that Sammy Watkins was healthy, Byron Pringle had one reception, and it was in the game that Sammy Watkins got hurt in. So I figure Sammy Watkins back to Marcus Robinson. They got Michael Hardman. They got Kelsey. They got Travis or Tyreek Hill. 
lot of mouths. I don't feet. think he's getting. I don't think he's getting two receptions. You know, that's a man. I like that a lot. He's been uh, he's been good as a kind of a slide in. You know, he just still doesn't catch that many balls. But uh, I'm excited he's for a, next year. He's a reserve. He's a reserve. Bronze pick. That's a great because unders are hard to. So it's, it's hard to put your whole nut on the unders. They're just so because nobody wants to root for that. But uh, like you said, he may not play that many snaps. He could end up playing fifty percent of the offensive snaps, and and who knows what. And depending on the game flow, um, you know, if they're winning, they may not target him as much and so you're kind of are you almost thinking or do you think the Chiefs are going to win so a lot of my props are going to be centered around the fact that I thought the Chiefs were going to win kind of comfortably and I do not feel that way as much anymore I think the Bucks are going to present a pretty tough defensive test for them um, which is why I like the under that, that's my favorite bet over oh. this over the side or Total, I'm. I would go under fifty six and a half. Awesome, JD, bang bang, fifty six and a half. Um, I think that makes sense. I mean, the Bucks have a good defense. Brady has not looked like somebody um, that can really take advantage of a weak defense. Not that the Chiefs are weak by any means, but he didn't look super great in some of his playoff games. Um, so I wonder how many points they can put up. But that's a. I like that. Fifty six is a lot of points in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, my bronze, and I do not have as good a stats as JD and Eric, and in fact, I don't have any for my bronze. Um, I just like value. Uh, this is for the juice. This is for Brad. Will there be a lead change in the fourth? Yes is plus 220. Plus 220. Will there be a lead change? In the fourth, I mean, at this point, let me throw 20 bucks on it and just have some fun. Like, why not? I mean, if we think it's going to be a close game, you got Brady versus Mahomes. If by the end of the game in the fourth is maybe when the defenses are wearing down, the offenses are coming to play, if it's a one-score game, within a one-score game, I think I like those odds. So I'm thinking, will there be a lead change in the fourth? Plus 220. I like your rationale. I like your rationale there. You know why? Because it's almost like a ticket to having a good time at the game. Exactly. Yeah. The game's over. That's what I was thinking. The game's over, and this bet has no chance. You probably tuned out anyways. But if it's in it, you got another extra motivation to just take that extra shot right before the fourth quarter and then just like really go for it, Hova. I love it. It's We're delicious so, juice, too. So many FaceTime shots. Um, awesome. Well, I'm glad that your reaction to that made me feel better about betting it. So that's great. Silver. Oh, should we go to silver? It's going to lose, but. <laughs> Chiefs in by 35. All right. So my silver, I'll, I'll go first. And we'll just do a snake. My silver uh, prop does have a little bit of stats here. Um, it has to do with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you know, Travis Ooh. Kelsey has been out of his mind. Um, New England is ga- New England during the regular season gave up the seventh most catches to tight ends, and Kelsey has eight or more catches in nine out of ten games. Mm. The over under at minus one fifteen is eight and a half right now. Now I would prefer seven and a half with some juice because six of those nine were exactly eight, but I think it shows that Kelsey, especially last week or two weeks ago, showed me that no matter what the deal is, they're going to force feed him the ball. And he seems to be the most important pass catcher that Mahomes has, especially if they're being a little bit soft underneath. And I don't know if Tampa Bay is, but if they don't rush as many, or even if they do, I feel like, one, if they do rush, Kelsey could be an easy out. And if they don't and they give Mahomes too much time, you know, it's either Hill over the top or most likely Kelsey. And I just feel like that those both kind of play into his hands. And so I just don't think that we're going to see them stray too much from what they did against the Bills. And I, I, I could see Kelsey with 10 catches again. Especially if it's close. So I love my, that. 
That's my silver. He's, <laughs> I mean, Tyreek's great, but I think Kelsey's probably more important to their offense. I think he'll be able to get open even against their linebackers uh, or safeties. I think Antoine Winfield is back. I don't know if he's that much of a coverage linebacker anyways, or a coverage safety. Yeah, but to your point, which is what I agree with, that the Bucks are going to bring pressure, whether they rush for or blitz. Like, they're going to get after Mahomes. Like, the offensive line is in shambles. So I think their game plan is going to revolve around getting the ball out quicker, especially early on. Not to take that many risks, and I think Kelsey's going to be available. Man, you can see the first drive or two where he's going to get four or five catches, just getting open underneath five, six, seven, eight yards. Um, I mean, he kind of does that like clockwork every single game. Yep. So it's not like they're going to deviate away from that. And why not just aim? If they're down at the one, he'll they'll get a shovel pass. He always does. Yeah, I have uh, on my list. Not on the top three, but on my list, it's Kelsey anytime touchdown minus one eighty. It's minus one eighty. I, I mean, think the just... last time he the last time he didn't get a touchdown was week twelve, which is crazy. Wow, is that true? I'm looking at it right now. Wow, week twelve against Tampa Bay, and I mean he only didn't score in. Was Tyreek scored three? Uh, oh, was it that game? Kelsey. Yeah, Tyreek had like. 200-something yards and three touchdowns. In 20 games. But I don't, that doesn't really bother me. Tampa Kelsey. Bay didn't have their like speed corner um, that game either. So I don't know. Obviously, no one can really guard Tyreek Hill, but that'll help. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey in 20 games has scored in 15 this year. Wow. It's pretty good. Also in the last, ooh, what is this, nine games? He has seven games where he went over 109 yards. Eight out of 10, he went over 98 so if you can get a if you can get a Kelsey any yards under a hundred seems pretty lucky also. All right, silver to JD. Okay, sticking with the theme of the fact that I think the Chiefs are just going to let Mahomes operate, figure out dink and dunk if you have to, let your receivers get open. But what I don't think they're going to do is waste time trying to run the ball. Um, and even if they do waste time trying to run the ball, uh, I don't think they'll have much success with a literally like the entire offensive line is second string um, and going against the best defensive line and linebacking group, maybe in the NFL. So under Chiefs, total rush yards, 88 and a half. Wow. Oh, shoot. That includes like Mahomes too, though, right? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I'm assuming his toe's still going to be, he had five rushes for five yards last game. I know he had some time off, but turf toe, it can linger. And if they What I'm more scared about is a little end around to like Tyreek Hill, and then he breaks one for like 40 yards. Uh, I feel like they would only do that like in the end zone. Or something. They don't do that. You know that what I'm saying? They do do yeah. that very close to the end zone where they do a lot of misdirection. Yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of that, they, usually don't even give them the ball. They just use that as a diversion to shovel it off to Kelsey or somebody else. I like it. Hey, we're, we're looking for fireworks in this game anyways, even though we all like the under. But we, we're looking for fireworks in this game. Who's going to here? Daryl Williams? I think that's Le'Veon a good Bell? Clyde? And, and if the O-line is, is, is hurt, and I think they're missing their center, right? If they end up missing well, their he, center. He was one of the COVID, but it's Daniel Kilgore. He sucks. Yeah, but that half. Hey, that's a, 40, that's a former 49er over there. Oh, talking about 
You know what it yeah. is. Um, I like it. Under and that's total rush yards. I mean, that's pretty good. I, I don't think you have to worry much about worry much. I just about think they're going to throw. I don't I know. Right you have the, the best situation. quarterback in the NFL, maybe ever. Like yeah. live and him, die, live and die. Let him that, drop right? back, and you have the best wide receiver and the best tight end in the game, also. So basically, the maybe anti- don't hand it off to Daryl. The anti-Jimmy Garoppolo strategy. And I would maybe be a little worried, like, oh, Tampa Bay is just going to basically dare them to run. But I think even if they do that, Tampa Bay will be able to to stop the run. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay has the best rush D- DVOA in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're a great like they'll, defense. They'll just keep their safeties pretty high. Yeah. No, try I to like double that. Kelsey. Try to double Hill. And then, I don't know. Sammy Watkins, if he's healthy, I could see him having a, a pretty decent game. Sammy Watkins is good if he's healthy. He, I was going to say, he can be good. Uh, yep. Awesome. I like that. I'm just going to end up liking all these, and I'm going to bet them all. Eric, give me your silver. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're here to provide. All right, let me go back to back. So let me start with my silver. So this is a little bit more just um, narrative-based, I guess. <laughs> but uh, You guys I love are seeing me. a trend here. The, the Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, here's why. Number one, Trevor bets this every playoff game. Uh, <laughs> and he parlays both quarterbacks to go the over. And Shout out, you Trevor. know what? You just want to watch the game. So, you know, I, I respect that. But that's also the reason why, which is, look, if the Chiefs are going to get up early, potentially as we thought about this matchup to begin with, which is the Chiefs are just going to be able to run their offense. They can't be stopped, and they're going to do what they're going to do. Mahomes might get this early, and then they ride it out. Now, if for whatever reason, Tom Brady pulls a rabbit out of his hat, Tampa Bay comes out, they start scoring, and Kansas City is down. You can root for this prop pretty much all game. right? Um, That's why I kind of put it as silver. I want to see it. Uh, I think to JD's point, Reed's got to put the ball in Mahomes' hand. Let him work his magic. I could see maybe one bomb sneaks in there. That would be the gift that you kind of need, you know, like a 50-yard bomb to Tyreek, get a, get a cheap one, um, and then let the game flow go. Uh, I do think Kelsey scores again as well. Uh, I think both of them score. So that's already two. So then you just get one more. Kind of sitting in the money there. This was the bet that I was looking at when I mentioned how some of the lines had moved. Because I think this opened at minus 115 when I saw it. And I didn't bet it. And now it's like minus 155. Dude, it's 160 over here. I mean, I love it. Just because, like I said, I think they drop back and let Mahomes throw. I would guess um, he's hit three touchdowns in a pretty substantial amount of games this year. I think actually... The the Bucs are a pass-funnel defense. Yeah. The Bucs are pass-funnel. I think the last time they played... I think Mahomes actually did throw three touchdowns. Um, he again, he, 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 he threw he three to Hill. So over, he has not thrown over two and a half as many times as you think this year. One, two, three, four, hmm. seven times in twenty games. But that is surprising. But a lot of them, you know, when you look at some of these scores, I mean, you beat New England. He had two. You know, some of these teams where he didn't have to throw it a ton. You know, he beat Denver with one. And I feel like t- at some point in the season, I mean, they beat the Jets 35-9, and he had five in that game. But it just feels like sometimes they kind of eased up, and I wonder if they were trying to save him. Um, I mean, he was always not going to have the same year that he had last year, but um, I don't think that, that the number that they have during the regular season, like this is the time of the year when you put the ball in the hands of your best players. And if you have an offensive line and champions, yeah. 
Andy Reid has some sneaky little plays drawn up. Exactly. The fact that Andy Reid off a bye. It's a pretty good number. He's so smart. Showed my parents the uh, they'd never seen the Andy Reid punt pass kick video. Oh. <laughs> my oh mom, my I just my mom, the sweetheart. She's like, oh, is he that little kid behind him? It's like, no, oh mom. My God. Oh, he's the big kid. How is that fair? It's like, yeah, it's not. Um, so no, I, and I think Andy Reid's a good coach. So uh, I like that. Eric Silver. Okay, great. Eric, you just want to go again with your gold? You got your gold Back star. Back to gold here, star let me get you my gold. Ooh, website goldstarprops.com. Same narrative that we've all been talking about. Okay, look, there's go. They're going Kim to blitz. Kardashian one. I this wish. Is, this is a Ray J prop. You can bet. Uh, Kim Kim can bet her mortgage on this gold prop. Okay, Tampa Bay is going to blitz, and they're going to rush the quarterback. They're like we all said. Kansas City's mm-hmm. offensive line is in shambles. So Daryl Williams over 12 and a half receiving yards is a lock. He could get that in one catch with the way that they potentially know exactly what their offensive line is like, know that they're not going to run the ball, know that they're going to play over the top to contain both Hill and Kelsey. That flat is going to be wide open. And that flat might be the thing that they immediately exploit just to move the chains, dink and dunk, Get it to Daryl Williams. Get it in his hands. All he needs is 13 yards. I think that's a lock. Question in the back of the class. What made you pick Daryl Williams over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Good question. I think the game is too big for CEH. I I think that from a mental aspect. Them fighting words. See, he may not be ready for this. And I think that they're just going to go with a guy that has been He's in been their organization, yeah. has been in their organization, who knows what the assignments are. It's not going to blow it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I feel like those screens, everybody, it's like a ballet to some extent. Everyone has to play the part right. The offensive line has to run the stunt. The, 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 the running back has to kind of, kind of go right out into the right uh, route for, for Mahomes to easily flip it. That's why I think I picked Daryl over uh, CH. See, the problem is I feel like we haven't gotten as many, like, updates with his health, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, it's been an an extra week off, but he's looked bad. Like, if you're comparing the two as how they looked running the football against the Bills, I think there was a reason that Daryl Williams was in there for the entire second half against Buffalo. So, I mean, I asked the question, but I kind of agree with you that if I would side with one or two, one over the other, I would go with Daryl Williams. And I think it's kind of telling um, because I was gonna, uh, uh, I was thinking the same thing, JD. Like, what about Ceh? But I wonder if exact, you know, did the Bills thing happen because he wasn't playing well, or also because maybe he's not fully healthy? And is two weeks? It might be enough, but maybe it's not. And if he's not effective, you'd like to think that Andy Reid's gonna bail on it immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And if he does, yeah, like you said, uh, Eric, like he'll quick just hook. Need, just need a quick, yeah, quick hook, get him in there, and. To be honest, we know that the Chiefs will play with two or more. And if they are down and they do need to throw, I think it's easy that you can see Daryl Williams in there um, in either way. So um, a riskier one that I think, you know, you want you probably want to read a little bit about whether or not Andy Reid says anything about how much Clyde might play. But, you know, for how low it is, it's not rushing yards. So if you also think the Bucks are going to win, I would think that, you know, the receiving yards for a running back is probably a good play also. I do think – I think the Bucks give up the most – receptions to running backs or right around the top so oh, i'll tell you that you right just got to pick maybe maybe they both hit their over but 
All right. They could. Ooh. Yep. Buccaneers gave up the only team to give up over 100 catches to running backs this year in the regular season. Yeah. 101. Uh, so great, great call out. Eric. Very good. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'll leave JD because he's usually got good props. My prop is not so fun. Um, and I think I'm really just hammering home the fact that the Chiefs were not very good against the run, just in terms of DVOA and all that kind of stuff. Lenny Fournette over combo yards. 75, 75 and a half. Oh, which that's high. Feel, it does, see, I didn't think that it felt that high. I just God, feel, he dropped so many passes last game. I and I and I know that, and I'm and I definitely should not have made this my gold one. That should definitely have been the Kelsey prop. That should absolutely have been the gold standard, and this should have been the bronze. But I can't do anything about it now, and we're and we're past it. But he, no, his runs look good though. He has been featured. Hey, I think he's got fresh legs. They don't like Rojo for some reason. I mean, all year. I mean, where's Munoz? We gotta get Munoz on this pod. For some reason, they hate Rojo. Should have had a guess, Munoz. We should have had a guess, Munoz. If they win, we'll have him on. That'll be even better for him. But you look at the last three games, 12 carries, 17 carries, 19 carries. I mean, he still had seven targets, and he caught five of them. Yes, we know those two drops, you know, but he's he's getting 75 yards, and he got to 74 last week, but the other two games before that. So in his last three games, he's getting a lot of carries, two of those in the playoffs. So I feel like he's done enough to get a bunch of carries um, in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'm going to piggyback on Eric's uh, – Daryl Prop, I do think that I want to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire under three and a half yards first carry. A little, oh, the a little special. immediate the gratification. Special. A little hey. let's know right in the first Those two quick minutes. Hitters. Oh, I love them. Um, but I do like Lenny. I think that he's gonna get majority of the work. I think there's so much optimism always about Rojo. You know, he was supposed to be good beginning of the year. It's gone. Lenny went down. It's gone. gone. And he's gone and he might suck. And so uh I'll pile on Lenny. Let's ride it. Why not? The thing is, if you have Tom's trust, you're going to be in the game. And I think it's been very clear that Tom trusts Fournette back there for pass blocking. Um, just to have him next to him, like that's why he's in the game for, you know, probably, I don't know, 70% of the snaps, 75. So, and I also like that because, you know, if they're going to give them opportunities on the ground, I think Tom Brady does not care to throw 300 yards. I think he just cares about moving the chains and getting the victory. So I agree. I like it. I'm I like in. it. Oh, whenever you get the JD backing on a prop, it just feels better. All right, JD, what do you got? The gold star prop from the van, the van. I like Brady under, uh, Brady under 300. That was one of mine. Ooh. Are we going to go over other ones? We like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go over notable. Just yeah, quick ones. Over, okay. yeah, we'll do some quick ones right uh, after this. But if you had, if you had, if QJ had only one last bet to place, one last dollar, one last dollar. Where is he putting it? Um, I like the Bucks over one and a half sacks. Oh. I think, like I, like I said, it goes with what I've been saying for other stuff. Um, I think Mahomes is going to drop back 45 times. I think they're going to get pressure with four. I think they're going to, you know, it's Todd Bowles. He's going to blitz. He's going to bring pressure as well. Mahomes is not one to kind of, shy away and just throw it away like he's going to try to extend plays maybe he's a little bit hobbled but you know there were a couple times in the bills game where they should have gotten him down and they didn't and i think uh even uh three fingers mcgee over there on the one end you know they're gonna they're gonna get to him um i forgot i just think two sacks with with all the with all the pass attempts they have and that offensive line um 
expect it to hit comfortably. Uh, Love is there, it. Is there juice yeah. on that? What's up? Yeah, there's juice. Oh. I think it's like minus on Bovado's like minus one. Who cares what the juice is, dude? Yeah, I mean, gold, gold pops pay the or juice. Gold prop? Pay the juice. I, I like total sacks in both games. Like, I think uh, in the same vein, the Bucks pass blocking has not been great. Brady gets the ball out really quickly, but um, the Chiefs were getting pressure on Mahomes, or sorry, on uh, Josh Allen last week. I think the Chiefs are going to get pressure on Brady too. So slides right into your. But I, I just have more faith on the Bucks side. Yeah, their defensive line is just better. It's just more proven. It's better, and it I mean the whole the whole defensive front is the whole front seven. I mean, their linebackers yeah. like they're 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 all really good. Okay, they nice. We've got, they got me a WBC title, getting like twenty seven points. Let's, let's uh, De- Devonte Adams got you that title. You're welcome. No, no, no. Devin White got me like uh, thirty Devin points. Any one you the game one of the weeks. Yeah. Um. Okay, great. So we've got our gold, medal, gold, silver, and bronze, and I've got them written down so we can go over these uh, a little bit later. Get three points for a gold, two for a silver, one for a bronze. We'll see who uh, who does the best for the props. But, you know, that was just uh, our favorite props. You know, we've killed an hour. For anybody that's still listening, let's spend about five minutes. Um, we're not going to talk DraftKings or a showdown or anything like that. We'll just do that on our own if anybody wants to. Just call us. Um, but props that are on the cutting room floor. What are other props that you're thinking about betting or? Uh, oh, they're are, still going to get bet. They're going to get bet. <laughs> they're, and they might get bet for more than the ones you feel confident about. Just depends how sauce you might get. But what are the props are we definitely betting? Are we betting Gatorade color? No. I couldn't get myself to do I it. Think I think I've ever bet just that. too much variability. Too random. I bet Beyonce That is shoes. one of those bets that if you're like kind of keyed in and you'll notice as the line starts moving, like some shit leaked. Mm-hmm. And then Somebody next thing knows. you know, like one color is like minus five hundred. You're just like, oh, I missed it. Yeah, you gotta, it's like GameStop. You got to get on the. Up I generally don't bet. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't one bet, bet. Don't try to catch a falling knife. One bet that I am betting, but it didn't make the uh, metal stage. Is uh, I'm betting on the doink. Oh. So the doink is uh, will either kicker hit the upright or the crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point. Dude, the the yes Let me get is in plus on that doink. The yes I is want plus three ten. Come on, three ten. We want a doink. Yeah. yeah, that that windy Florida air. They're gonna be on the uh, Tampa Bay's on the coast, right? It's got bay in the name. There's probably a little bit of wind. It might just blow it right into the the goalpost. I like that. Just need a doink. We just need a doink. What else uh, did I like? Um, I also like Fat Man were... TD. I like the offensive lineman to score twenty to one or whatever that was. Are you telling me if they're on the one yard line, Andy Reid doesn't have a play to get Eric Fisher a touchdown? He Fat Man does. TD. Eric he... Fisher is out, dude. Well, that's gonna hurt me then. <laughs> he might better. just run. He, it might be his play so unique. Pull his Achilles. He oh, runs. Yeah. He runs from the the locker room. He wheels out on a wheelchair in the locker room. No one will see it. It's the Paul um, again. I like the Fat Man TD still though, um, and there's a reason why, which we'll go to later. But uh, the other uh, instant uh, gratification: What will Casey do first? Score or punt? What will Tampa Bay do? Score or punt? I'm taking punt on both. Look. Super Bowl jitters. Everyone comes out first drive. It, it, nothing goes to goes to plan. You think you have a game script. The defense comes out. There's variables. You're not ready for it. Both teams are going to punt on their first drive. Uh, Tom Brady. Well, is it a Tom Brady thing or is it a Bill Belichick thing? Because they always start really slow in the first quarter. I think it was. It's I don't know if Belichick. it still holds, but they had never scored 
They never scored in like the first quarter in all their Super Bowls. That's Holy pretty crazy. Is that? Yeah. Bowls? That's something nuts. Yeah. But I think that might be a Belichick thing. But who's to say whether or not that same kind of attitude doesn't go into, you know, Brady brings it over to Bruce. Like, oh, you know, I assume they still do their, but the coaches have their first 10 or 15 plays that they have set, I would assume. Um, you know, such good defenses. I don't think that that's, uh, I think that might be okay. a, a good problem. What it says, will the weird Tom Brady first quarter trend hold up for a 10th time? Wow. So, dude, this Website right, is trash. <laughs> How many ads are you clicking out of right now? Oh my god! Is it nine times? He All starts right. slow, more, more or less, more or less than bus streams. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I have an anytime touchdown par- prop parlay for those of us that can bet legally. Uh, sorry, that's you know not a lot of you, but for those of you that can bet legally, here's my anytime touchdown prop parlay. Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, Kelsey, and Fournette. So they're all going to score. So you don't like the under? I mean, Dude, eh, do touchdowns. the math. Five do the touchdowns. math. That's not that bad. Yeah. Gonna nail 21 every to 1. Single, every single choice. 21 to 1. Okay. Yeah. So Brady has not led one touchdown drive in nine Super Bowl opening quarters. He scored three points wow. in all those quarters. All of them. Yeah. Now, does and so the have- other thing is the. Bucks have been receiving the kickoff and the Chiefs have been deferring. So likely the Bucks will get the ball first. So first uh punt. Not bad. Not hey, bad. It's a good bet. Just first talking it through. Talking through it. things. Would like you easy. rather do first punt or nobody scores in like the first five minutes? Because they always have those bets out for the Super Bowl where it's like yep. nobody scores three minutes, three and a half, four, four and a half, five, five and a half. Yep. Which one of those would you take? All of them. All under? Ooh, that would be fun. Just keep betting. Just bet no score for the first seven, three and a half, four, four and a half, five, and just either they return the kick, throw them all the way, or just watch them hit. (laughs) Because if they don't hit, they all don't hit at the same time. Otherwise, you're (laughs) probably gonna hit a few. Bucks, will they score a touchdown in the first quarter? Nah. (laughs) What is it? That's juice. Okay. Minus one thing. Last, before we get out of here, any other props? Wait, there? I got more props. Oh, 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 JD's got a list. Yeah, I got a list. Hell yeah. Um, I'll go through them quick. No, you're good. Uh, I didn't know if we were just... So it's, supposed, it's supposed to be thunderstorms and rain. Kind of leans to the under, too. Mm-hmm. The only other uh, Super Bowl that was played outdoors with uh, rain was the sad Colts-Bears. Oh. Eight turnovers in the game. Sexy Rexy. Not oh. great. Uh, so that kind of mess with stuff. That's going to mess with the field goal kicking. So I got under three and a half like field goals. Um, under Chiefs, five and a half penalties. Don't know why I did that one. Uh, Ronald <laughs> Jones, under 48 and a half rushing receiving. I just think, to our point earlier, it's kind of more Leonard Fournette's game. Um, Antonio Brown, under 18 and a half longest reception. I think he's a little bit hobbled. If he's in the game, probably going to be shorter, quick hitting routes. I don't see him getting deep and open. Um, Kansas City is pretty good against explosive plays. Um, Brate over two and a half receptions. I think he's earned Brady's trust as well. And he definitely has. Sorensen is not a great cover guy. I don't think their linebackers are in general are good coverage. Uh, so that's kind of where you want to attack them. Like Tom Brady's going to know where to attack this Chiefs defense. And I think Brate's one of those players to do it. So over two and a half there. Um, and then, yeah, under for the game, 56 and a half. Wow. 
wow. Those are all Let's good. Get wild. Those are like those are like good too. Mine are all okay. Well, uh, the new kids had on the block to get a are... Rex Grossman. <laughs> Sexy shout Rexy, out. little shout out. Nice. Okay, so any got any more? I like that Ronald Jones one. I might bet that right now. Yeah, you like that. All right, Eric, you got any more? No, that's it all for me. All right, so let's go to the real fun props. First score. Ooh. Who do we think? Is there somebody that we want to take as a pod? Do you have anybody that you've already taken? Do you know how many touchdowns Tom Brady scored on the ground this year? Oh, my God. No, I do not. He has scored four. And that's enough for me to bet first touchdown, 30 to 1. Oh, Lord! Wow! He, he scored oh, my. I was, not, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. Wow. You know he wants to get fired up. He w- You know, he would do that. He would call his own number and just really fire up the team. Wow. Although we were just talking about how he's a horribly slow starter. So I think we would I, err I, on the side of the Chiefs. I was leaning. Oh, see, I was actually leaning on Antonio Sorry. Brown. Antonio Brown, huh? Yeah, you love first touchdown. Got to be like twenty something. Fifteen. It's a narrative. Facebook. It's a narrative. Fifteen Everyone to hates one. Him. Everyone hates him. He's gonna walk in there. She's gonna get a nice seam oh. right up the middle. Be wide open. Boom. Okay. Touchdown. Antonio Brown and Godwin are right next to each other, and I could not take Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin. I just don't see it. Um, and then Sorry. on the. And then Kansas it's City side. going to be mean, Antonio Brown now. Daryl Williams over there at 15 to 1. Doesn't look bad. Rob Kronkowski is also 15 to 1. I mean, there's options. McCole Hardman's 20 to 1. That could be one. Sammy Watkins is 21 if you think he could have a good game. So I think I feel, I feel like there's value. I would much rather take Bray at 22 than Gronk. Is Bray at 22? Gronk's been used for blocking. He's a, yeah. like way more. Like Bray's catching more balls. And like you said, he's got that Brady trust, which matters so much. Gronk always has it, but I mean, Gronk is such a good run blocker. He's so good. And I think yeah. they, they want to keep him there. And Braid is the better catcher. And at this point in their careers, isn't he the better receiver, like runner? I don't know if he's more athletic still because Gronk is a freak. But, I, you know, I think Braid has some of the similar tools. I mean, they're big-ass tight ends. But for 22-1, to 1, that seems like the real value. Those are some pretty big odds for the defensive touchdowns. 40-1? to 1. I don't think that's going to. I mean, you get two yeah, good quarterbacks good. About not, that, aren't, that are good yeah. about not turning the ball over. That are going to be really safe not to do that. Yeah. And like now, like All right, you said, so the at the, at the top, who are we? If you had to pick one in the, I mean, even the top guys, they have pretty good, uh, pretty good odds. I feel like yeah, from what I'm Kelsey. looking at, Kelsey probably Kelsey, right? Kelsey I would say Kelsey. Looks great. Yeah. I think that looks. I'm probably gonna bet that. Let's go, Kelsey. Kelsey, baby. Oh, it's a Kelsey game. Pod, pod first to score. Boom, boom. Pod first to score. I love it. Kelsey. Let's go. All mm-hmm. right. Anything else? Any other? Any other props? And you know what? We're going to get get to more, but I think that's a good for being Wednesday before Super Bowl. I think we have a nice, we've got a nice stable of props already. Awesome. MVP, oh, yeah. MVP long shots. Gun to your head. Who's winning MVP? I mean, that's long not shot, a I would take Shaq Barrett. It's oh. a long, long shot. Why not take Devin um, White? That's a good one, too. I think I was, I was taking the juice, man. Long shot. Oh, well, I'm taking. I'm taking JPP. I'm taking JPP. That's that's a similar to Shaq. Just get three sacks, a fumble recovery. I mean, that's it. I want to see him uh, drop the uh, trophy because he only has two and a half fingers. God, those are bad bets. <laughs> yeah, 
Let's not let's not bet those. Who the fuck is Willie Gay Jr.? I've never even heard of that. He's the corner, right? Or no, is that the other? Is that the original William Gay? Was the corner for the Steelers? Is this his son? Are we that old now? It's got to be. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, the problem is like you know you look at oh, Cameron Braid. 175 to one Cameron Brake catches three touchdowns. That means Tom Brady's thrown at least three touchdowns. That's, Tom Brady that's, that's why I went defensive because I like, if it's I like any defensive. offensive player, it's going to be Tom. I feel like because they ain't running the ball. It's not for net. Levante David. Yes, please. This is bad. This oh, is jeez. Oh God. We got to end this. No, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put him on first to score. So that's way more fun. All right. I think that we're good on football pod. That was Super Bowl. What is it? 52, 51. Who cares? Um, number seven for Brady. Under. I like that. Chiefs or Chiefs or Bucks. No spread. Who's winning? Dude, what about Fournette? Forty to one. No. I mean, he'd have to run. What does he have to? Because at least run for, for, the, for a running back, it's you're not. doing that without any help from the quarterback. So that would go to weaken the quarterback's case. Like, if Fournette scores. Two, three touchdowns. Okay, yeah, yeah. We gotta end this. If he runs it's for 150 fine. yards and scores two touchdowns and catches four passes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a and it's like a twenty-three to twenty win. You're betting on the game script of shitty weather, low scoring, a lot of runs, and the fact that Kansas City actually is pretty poor against the run. Like it Okay, that's the one I'm gonna take. That's the long shot. I'm gonna just, you know, 40, 41, 41. I'm gonna throw that What's in there. five bucks on that? All right, awesome. Um for all the people that are still around, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. JD, do you have any golfers? <laughs> Should we even talk about golfers? Is there a point to talking about no, golfers? No, no, no. All right. This, the pod's been too long. It's been a lot of fun. Um, any last-minute words? Anything else? It, and we didn't even give an actual pick on the winner of the game. Who do you guys think is going to win? Man, we'll I'm so, so upset. Raging. But I think, I think Tom Brady's going to win. <sighs> we came into this pod, and I was thinking all about the Chiefs. And after everything we talked about, I, I feels like the Buccaneers. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win. I said all that, and I, st- I think the Chiefs are going to win. Okay. I, think I Mahomes, like to say, I like, is too I like to say Tampa Bay because now if the Kansas City Chiefs win, I'm happy. But if the Tampa Bay, you know, Bucks win, then it's like, well, yeah, of course they were going to win. It's yeah, emotional, a little Munoz, emotional. At least Munoz will be happy. Somebody yep. we know. Um, yeah, no, I, I think the Bucks. I think Brady. He'll have time to game plan. Mahomes is great, and it'd be fun to see him win two in a row. It is a nice little passing of the torch, but I don't know. That Tampa Bay defense is so good. Um, who did the Chiefs? What was the score last year? Oh, That's, God. Why you got to do that, dude? What was the score? Oh, yeah, it was you guys. Was it bad? Do you well, remember what the score was? Like, I don't know. It, it, was an like under, it was an under game, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, all right. That's all from the Fired Up Podcast. Our first, oh my gosh, our first pod back over an hour. This is the this is the length that we're used to going where we just talk ourselves into over an hour pod. But feels good to be back. Um, the next one will be back. It'll be our full length uh, 16 bracket, our first, our first one back for fast casual restaurants. And after some discussion on our end, I think drinking games is definitely going to be number two. Uh, that one's for Harbaugh because he had a great, great points about making that our second full one. So, um, Next couple of weeks, we'll have that uh, fast casual restaurants out, and then we'll do drinking games. And got Oscars coming up. We got NBA season. We got Ma- we got March Madness here in a six weeks. So, a lot of pod content. A lot of pod content. All right. Any last words from you guys? Respect Ray J. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> My last words were actually gonna be like, let's all agree that the Kim Kardashian tape was not that good. 
<laughs> okay, and why? What do you mean by good? I mean, like, just you know, oh man, are you looking for production? Are you looking for production here? You know, is the audio quality not up to your standards? The 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 whole nine yards. The lighting was. We'll we'll make a we'll make a bracket out of it. Just just sex tapes. Just a lot of family pod. Just just a lot of weird research. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Eric's. Eric's You're the one who brought it up, man. Yeah, you're the one with the narrative. Well, glad you guys listened. (laughs) Thanks to do that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We back. Peace.